Oh, hey, Steph here from the sites. Listen, when I'm not on here yelling and hollering and being irking with Muse, I run a film club called Be Real Black Cinema Club. And basically, all we do is meet up every month in Philly, Brooklyn, and online to support independent black filmmakers from around the world. So, I know y'all like movies. I know y'all like black people. So, you need to follow us on Instagram and pull up. We busy, busy in May. They never said the Sykes podcast was too much. Who knows more about music than us? The Sykes is a black podcast made in all genres with a sprinkle pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what Sykes is. And it's from Yoshi. Actual recording is higher quality. I'm going to say that every time. Yeah, I figured that was your new gift. <laughs> it's cute. What is it giving? We back. Hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> um, what is it giving? Is it spring? Is it summer? What's going on? Wendy Williams is what it is. It's 58. It's going to be a high like 58 in Philly, but it's going to be 88 on Saturday. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Global warming, climate change. That's what it's really, really giving. Wow. Oh, uh, That's how people get sick. I'm just going to keep trusting God because I don't have time. <laughs> you have to. You got to put him first. Napoleon is covering the cars. Black cars is green now. Blue, <laughs> blue cars is yellow. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot with everything. <laughs> it's a lot with everything at this point. It's also like it'll be 80 plus in D.C., but you go outside and kind of need a little piece of jacket because wind chill. It's I'm over it. I'm just I don't want it to be summer. I just want it to be a steady seventy five, a steady seventy. You know, something real classy like that. Ooh, real classy yeah. days. 70, yeah. 70 to seventy six is like a cute little spot. That's a sweet spot for you. Mm-hmm. Because you can still wear your units and stuff and not be hot. <laughs> I hate hair on my neck. <laughs> That's why I didn't get that. Remember, I was like, "Oh, I'm a um, I'm gonna get my the mullets back from high school for Ruth's picnic," and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I am not about to have all that yakky on my neck." You know what? The yakky is tacky. <laughs> Call Miss Jackie. The doll. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really know. I haven't decided my style out for the warm weather. I don't know what I'm wearing for none of these trips. The look for Roots Picnic is still up in the air, like Destin Conrad. Ooh. I saw him the other day. I was going to ask you more because we you you dropped that dime and then you like disappeared and I kind of wanted some more discourse around it. So I went to the Flow concert last weekend. The dolls sing. Like blends out the wazoo. What is going on? Y'all sound amazing. They sound like one girl. Oh, they did so good. So on the way inside, I literally walked behind Destin Conrad because we like scammed our way to the front. I was not about to stand in that wrapped ass line. Y'all will see when I do the real, but Flo got an audience. It was a sold out show. DC really showed up and showed out for the Brits. Not mad. And Destin Conrad had on these five pants. I was trying to locate him inside so I could ask him about the garment, but didn't see him after we walked in together. Oh, well, um, he needs to come on the case because um, I got things I want to discuss. Listen, lots. <laughs> I'm 
Um, but what's been going on? You ain't go to no shows. It was just me. What I've been doing? What have I been doing? See? I haven't been to no shows. I haven't. I was been the one at homecoming this time. Yeah, I feel like I t- I've been taking a break from homecoming by accident, I guess. Because I, what have I been up to? I'm, I've been not home. I mean, I've been outside, but where am I going? Outside actually has me in a chokehold. I cannot beat the allegations about staying home anymore. Maybe I haven't been outside. Maybe you've been the one at homecoming lately, but it's fine because I was outside a lot. What More than me at a point. Yeah, so actually I think it's cute for me that I'm sitting down a little bit. We need to switch places again. No, but you want to be outside. Good night. <laughs> the weather just does something to me, and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> well, you know, I've been busy with my backyard, getting my yard together. So, Oh, yeah. We do have a party coming up, dolls. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be here for um, Roots Picnic, you know, slide. Slide on nights like this. <laughs> I was about to say that, but you said it first. <laughs> we'll get to Francis Oceana in a second. Mm. Which leads us right on into Muse with the news. Like, child, a lot has been going on. I'm sick of everybody. Coach Ella. Ella, Ella, A. A, A. Rosalia got the best stage and show business. I just want to go on record and say that. I don't know who she thinks she is, but why wasn't I invited to sit on the stage? I don't even care about the rest of the show. <laughs> it was so pretty. She had like these big cubes that the girls was dancing on, and then the lights from the cubes went to the other cube, and then it was just an army of girls. Like, go off. She is the motor mommy, and I hate that I did not go to the tour. Um... Why did I not go on the tour? You sent it in one of our chats. We in 17. But we didn't, like, respond. And yeah, everybody paid it. it. And then yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to be in Atlanta the night of the Atlanta show. But I think I may have, like, lost momentum because it was at that Coca-Cola Roxy. That was far. Oh, I don't know. I would have been going either. by myself. And that would have been, like, a $1,000 Uber. <laughs> so I think I just was like, you know... Let me just say it. Yeah. I don't know where that is. So you probably made the right decision. Way north. Like way, 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 way north Atlanta. Given Valdosta. Yeah. Like Um, it's given whatever state is above Georgia. Like no shade. It's far boot. This is not a geography podcast. I don't know what's up there. But I don't know nothing about that lifestyle. (laughs) Chicago. Yeah. Coachella has some heavy hitters. I still feel good about my decision and not being pressed to go. Y'all know the story about how me and Mark Madden got tickets to damn Coachella 2020 when Frank Ocean was initially supposed to headline. Pandemic gooped everybody and it's kind of still gooping the girls in a way. So didn't go. Got that money back. The worst refund I ever experienced in my life. Why was it the worst refund? Don't you love getting coin back? Love getting coin back, but wanted to go to the show. And I I, I feel like... Based on what happened this weekend that just passed, it either would have been better or worse. So I'll figure out how I feel for real. Mm-hmm. But Kay Trinata was there, went off, brought the guests out. He showed 
he showcased a new song. He got a cuff every mix like everybody damn else. It was good though. I wasn't mad. <laughs> it was just, good. I hate it. You know if you want to hate stuff, but it'd be good. <laughs> yeah. I don't even dislike cuff it. I'm just worn out by it. Now. Yeah. It's been beat to death. Yeah. The beat's been bumping and I'm bumped out. <laughs> mix was good though. He brought out Cali Uchis. He brought out Amine. They did Forever. Love Forever. I've been bumping that like I can't wait till they little project drop together. The video is cute. Like, Pharrell sound bomb. Love that. Kate Trinata, do your thing. Come back to D.C. Or somewhere close. Because I'll be there. Last time I was at his concert, I was fried. I need to be present this time. <laughs> I walked in on the floor, like, scrubbing the ground. What? Oh, God. Please get up. <laughs> GGU. Girl, get up. <laughs> but a lot of people did really good. Lotto performed. She looked like Beyonce. It gave Beyonce. The mixes were mixing. Doll went off. She went better than everybody. And she brought all the girls out too. Yeah, Sweetie was there. Freaky T was there. Well, Tia Corinne. I love that song. You know me. And, 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 she, and so apparently it's going to be a remix with a, a Freaky T remix with Lotto. So she did her verse and she went off. She did go off. So her she usual. Her the fuck huge. Her performance like continues to just level up, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. And she was saying that um she really first decided, okay, my stage gotta be crazy after seeing um Cardi at at one of the rolling louds. Why they got a rolling loud Thailand? Either way. Um she saw um and I always was saying that for a long time about how Cardi really like she really set a standard when it comes to female rap performance. She did. She really did. And she kicked down the door for the other girls to know that they were capable because for a long time nobody was even trying, honestly. Well, for a long time nobody's allowed to be on stage, but Onique and she up there looking a fool. So how do Detour five seconds. How do you feel about this Princess Diana remix with Nicki? You know, now anytime Nicki gets on a song with a girl, I think she's doing it for ulterior motives. So I can't even live like I want to. Like I want to be like, oh, that's nice. She's doing something with the, you know, with the young girls. But I know it's ulterior motives, so I can't even care. Yeah, it's disheartening because I want to like the song. I think that Nicki actually went off. But then I don't think so. I think um, what she called ate her up. Oh. Nikki verse was sounding like 2007. Like, like, keep it a stick. What, girl? Shut up. I know, that's my part. And that's the real song. But you know what I mean. Like, whatever she was saying, it just was giving, like, girl, we've heard this. Everybody's your sons. Okay. Like, yeah, that'd be the part. I just don't like that. She don't say nothing new. And I feel like um, I ate her up. Like, Cardi, I mean, Nikki. Does not have doesn't do cute fun girl well, well. at all, and that's and then, the kind of music yeah. Spice makes. It's like cute little fun girl having a good time. Yeah, Nikki is not cute fun and never has a good time. <laughs> the the mix actually don't bother me. I think it's one of Nikki's better ones because you know I hate most of the things that she do. Mm-hmm. But the video is a little concerning because it's just like you forty. Oh, what's she doing in the video? I didn't watch. I just listened. You know, you got to listen before you watch because the video make you think it's fine. Yeah, no, the song, this randomly didn't change for me. I still like it the same even with the video. The video is cute. I just think it's weird that they are partying in the same manner and she's so much older. 
than uh, it's not giving elder stateswoman tea. No, it don't. It like it's just something weird about the age difference. I really think that's where mm. it is for me. But cute video, Isis Khan. I don't. I don't mind her. <laughs> Come on, Isis Khan. Well, um, the the this is for the girls. Um, Sierra's a different age. Oh no, actually, I've been forgetting Lola like twenty nine. Never. Lola mind. is twenty nine. She just a like she's pint size. So yeah, I've been forgetting she not a little girl. Yeah, that video is cute, and Lady London looked up fuck good at all yeah, times. They all look like they having a good time. It was cute. Shout out to for the girls. I don't care what nobody say. I like that song. Um. It's a cute song, and the girls like it because Sierra been showing all the videos, and the girls been dancing down to it. The girls been having girl like Uh girlfriend retreats, and that'll be like they song and stuff. I'm I'm loving Sierra's resurgence. Swapping it back to Coachella, her dancing with K-pop children, everything, and reminded the girls that she is performance. Yeah, (laughs) performance, please. Okay, like if y'all thought that Sierra was not her, y'all are gravely mistaken. Listen, my name is Sierra for all the fly fellas. Oh, and I love how she said my name's Sierra and then it stopped. <laughs> and, and then the crowd had to be like, Yup, she's her. She's that girl. I love when the artists remind us that they're like the one. The one. Yeah. Yeah. Her her little snippet of performance was cute. I don't know her relationship with that Asian man at all, but I love to see it. <laughs> It was very pleasing to me. Circling, swabbing back real quick just to Nikki and Lotto. In the new song, she threw some shots at Nikki, which I love because she yeah. deserves. Dude. And it was just certain stuff that she said that people are speculating is about her because she said she thought I would kiss her ass. She must ain't took her meds. I love that everybody knows Nikki has a drug problem. She was like, say she got a problem, imaginary smoke. Bitch, you set us up, then put it on the flow, pussy hoe. Yep, please do it. I, I would like to see it. I sure would. And then as she's leaving off the stage, she just talking and still going off. And she was like, let a bitch know. We tired of the subsweet this year. Bitch, let me know. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Periodisha. Period. Uh, yeah, live for Lotto. I really, this is the second year in a row at Coachella that I feel like one of the rap girls had a more headlining, show stopping performance than the actual headliner. Because mm. last year, Doja really could have headlined. The way that her Good set was, still can. Can't wait. She comes back out. Love the remix with scissors. <laughs> like, Nikki is tired. That's the more of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know when somebody be going off for a real long time, they just be like, and then they just say who the TI is. <laughs> Nikki's late. I'm so sick of girls being late. Where are the early dolls and the timely bitches? Um. <laughs> so headliners, Frank Ocean, Francis Oceania. What is it giving? I really want to just get like a tattoo that says. What's it giving and make the girls read it on a daily basis? <laughs> like to know answers. And he has none. So reportedly, right before he goes on stage, he nearly dropped out of the whole Coachella because he had so many different changes that he wanted to make last minute that it made him an hour late. They built this nigga an ice skating rink. He wanted them to melt. In the, the desert. But like, what is it? I don't I don't understand the motivation. I don't see the artistic theory to practice like i don't get it what 
What does that mean? And you know he's not going to tell us. He's just going to make a deal. <laughs> what does that mean is funny because that's how I feel about all the Frank Ocean music. When y'all be going off, I'll be like, what does any of this mean? No, see, I really am a big fan of the music, but I am not a fan of any of his antics. But what do he be saying? Like, it don't be coherent. Like, I was reading along and I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> like, the, like, the first sentence, I'm like, okay, that's a statement. The sky is blue. And then the next sentence will be... There's a bomb in China. And you're like... <laughs> this is not a storyline. <laughs> like, the lyrics don't be storylines. Every single line is its own story. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Maybe because I'm not an artist and I don't have a higher mind. I, I have a low urban brain. But what? I be like, none of this is coherent. And maybe because I also don't smoke. Like, so all my thoughts are very clear mm-hmm. and linear and maybe it's the Capricorn and Virgo placements, but what is he ever talking about? That's a whole other episode because oh. you know that I dissected that damn blonde album for St. Heron and I still have the paperwork. <laughs> I will let you paperwork. know. <laughs> but yeah, he pulled the fool. The audience actually was dry as fuck, and I was over there because he sounded good when he was singing, but he only sang like three songs and then just rocked out and jammed to the the like recording of six other ones, and, like weaved in some mixes and was just like jumping around the stage in dusty slippers. What's happening? What is it? I just he brought that doll out. He gave a speech about his brother R.I.P. Like I get it, I understand the doll he always be having. That alien looking doll. I don't know what oh, that okay. means either. The little green thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. what? I uh, emotional support doll. I would rather have Kiki Mapisha as my emotional support doll. <laughs> Boy, what? So like, he also pulled the plug on the live stream. I rushed home Sunday night. Got home earlier than usual because Sunday is the fun day. <laughs> was good and girded in my seat. And then it was reports that he was just not going to show the live stream. That was also a last minute personal decision he made. Coachella is unhappy. I really wouldn't be surprised if they just skip him and get a new headliner for next for this weekend that's coming. That would gag the globe. I kind of would like that. Like, get him back because the report said the relationship is not in a good place right now. Bitch, duh. I mean, making them, them people melt ice an hour before is crazy. I would never talk to him again. Never be invited. Can't come on the grounds. The Ferris wheel is not for you. Wouldn't be able to show your face in the desert at all. Well, there was some discourse on Twitter where people were like, y'all not giving Frank any grace. Um, He's still mourning his brother. Um and a, and he gave a speech, you know, talking about how you know this was such a special hotel, a special place for him and his brother to spend with each other. Um, and then people were, so other people were saying, oh well, when summer be doing summer's antics, y'all be making fun of her. How come she don't get any grace? How come Frank can get grace and da da da? da. But I don't know. I feel like if he would have. He didn't have to say yes, right? He didn't. But at the same time, and this is what I was trying to say about Jackie on um, Love is Blind. Sometimes you be thinking you okay, and you think that you'll be able to handle stuff. And then when you get in that situation, you actually be falling apart, and you're not ready. Yeah. 
And so I'll, maybe I, mm, I will give him that level of grace. Real quick with Jackie, I do want to talk at length about Love is Blind. This might not be the podcast about it, but if the girls got show podcasts, invite me because I have things to say. Those people I have are- things to say too because y'all think um, Marshall is a good person and Marshall is the type of man that will ruin your life. Yeah, it's I don't know where I with with Marshall because I don't think that Marshall is a great guy, but I do think that there are some overwhelming discrepancies between him and Jackie that are not only on him. Oh no, they're not on him, but I'm just saying that Jackie does bad things. Marshall is a bad person. He's he is emotionally and verbally abusive. I and anybody that. that can't see that is crazy. I definitely can see that. And I also think that this is a telltale sign of when you two ghetto for somebody like Jackie really just is more ghetto than him and it just wasn't going to work out. Yeah. But that's like not even language that people of today who speak in we'll therapy use, speak. Yeah. Would, and yeah. y'all, and y'all pick and choose too, because when it came out that he said that she looked trans, everybody thought that was funny and laughing. But the week mm-hmm. before when she was like, he be twerking on a bed and be like, yes, what is it giving fish? What is going on with him? Y'all was calling her homophobic. So Hmm. My whole Drag Race group chat think that he actually is gay, but I don't condone gay men thinking that every straight man is gay. He do give Contisha McBride sometimes, though. No, when they first introduced each other, when they first met each other, he was like, ah, 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 girl, ah, 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 ah. I was like, you at the Morehouse? Ah, what? <laughs> What's funny is the Morehouse about him is the fact that he plays a good guy role, but it's actually emotionally and verbally abusive. That is the Morehouse team of it all. And then they say he's a he's an alpha, and I was like, oh. It all makes sense. Because alphas always want to present as the good guy, the smart guy, the upstanding guy, whatever, but be... Terrible people. The fool. <laughs> in real life. Not, hashtag not all alphas, but... Hashtag not all. It's a, um, it's a repressive thing. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, well, so, I do want to give Frank Grace that he he may have felt like, oh, actually, it'll I'll feel good at Coachella because I'll you know be harnessing the spirit of my brother and I'll be hyped and having a good time. And then he got on the polo grounds and was like, bro, uh, this hit me like a ton of bricks. So yeah. maybe that's what it was. But also, he does this all the time because lest we forget when we were at Coachella 2012, how he acted. Yeah. He did two songs and walked away after coming out late. <laughs> Yeah, he want to be Lauren Hill really bad, but Lauren Hill is more professional than him, and that says a lot. And she's mother. <laughs> but you know that he thinks that he is too, which is crazy. You have a potential mother, Kenya Moore. <laughs> Come on, the cast. So Coachella is also—I'm not going to say in debt, but the dolls have financial trouble now, and partly because of Frank, they went over curfew all three nights of that first weekend, so they owe the the city, the state, the the continent. Fucking over $117,000, I think, per hour or some shit like that. Money down the drain. Millions spent. Wow. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, but Frank, like you said, I'm used to stuff like this from him. I'm, he's the type of artist where I could just take the music and run. I don't necessarily need to see him anymore. I saw him one good time live. He did amazing right after Channel Orange dropped down in Atlanta. And I I just can't count on the professionalism to be there anymore for him. Because my thing is, you were scheduled to headline three years ago. 
whether you are the elusive Shantus or not, you would think that coming back three years later to redeem pandemic, COVID timeframe, all of that, you would go all the fuck out and you still pulled the fool. That's late. So I'm going to just jam to nights and self-control in my home, in my drawers like I usually do. <laughs> because he, mm-mm, it was not okay. Real quick about festivals, just so we could get this out the way, because I don't understand how white people get away with murder, literally. Fire Festival is coming back? How is that man even out of jail? Yeah, that's crazy. He been out of jail for a year. My privilege in action. I don't like that at all. There's some things, we need to, where did, what do the church bylaws say? Because <laughs> he been out of jail for a year. No one knew. Pandemic helped the girls, give them grace, and they, he got out of jail because of that early dismissal, like kids at school. But he tweeted the other day and was like, Fire Festival 2 is finally happening. Tell me why you should be invited. Nobody's going. Right. Like, what would be the what would be the incentive to go? I would be terrified to go. And I'm like a fearless doll, but I'm not doing that. No. That's setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, he's out. He's out of it. <laughs> I don't really get it. Um, Can I say something really fast, though, about festivals? I didn't realize that Coachella is still a big deal. Yeah, it's a bigger deal now. Like, because I feel like when, like, I went 2010, I went 2012. I feel like up until maybe, like, 2016, it was, like, a big cultural thing. And but it doesn't remember like all the celebrities would be there and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. it doesn't feel the same way. And I don't think it's because I aged out, but it just doesn't feel as in your face. Maybe that's the word. It doesn't okay. feel as in your face as it used to be. That makes sense. I don't think that I think that the because of COVID and the pandemic, things kind of got a little hush, but people still show up and show out. Yeah, cause it, the videos look packed except for um Pink Panther Wrestling stage, but um. Oh my god, the boy is not a liar. Wow. It was weird. She's like, okay, well, if, whatever. If you guys aren't gonna cheer, it was very awkward. Did you see the video? I didn't see that. It was like forty people at her stage, and she just was like, kind of like acting like annoyed. I don't know, whatever. Um. I caught the live for a couple other people that I really like. Willow did really good. Well, see, I'm I didn't really, even really know that it was this weekend. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, normally I know I'm like, okay, I'm going to be home. But, like, the group chat wasn't really talk- wasn't talking about it. Y'all were saying, like, Frank, but nobody said a date. So I didn't know when it was even. Um, So I didn't catch nobody live. It was my friends in Mexico that told me it was streaming. Because I was on that's FaceTime crazy. with them. And I was like, what's y'all doing? They said, oh, we have some um some outdoor club and they playing Coachella. And I was like, Coachella's on? That's funny. I love when Stephanie don't know stuff. <laughs> you got to heavily market to me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not marketed to, I'm going to be over here listening to um Rochelle Jordan in my own world. So <laughs> if you don't market to me, if ain't no ads down to my Instagram, how, Steph- how's the doll supposed to know? Stephanie said I marketed so good. Listen, they can't wait too. <laughs> Tell them Sierra. Sierra is her. I don't care. Yeah, people really got to lay off the doll because Sierra is the doll. This era she's in right now is sickening because it's kind of giving like, I don't care. I'm just chilling and I'm rich and I'm and I'm a legend. Mm-hmm. So I can just come and go, do what I want, look bomb, be with my kids, twerk all over the place, be on top of their husband. I want to do the same. Hello? I want to get to that level. I just pop out. I'm special guest. People love being around me. I'm elder stateswoman vibe now. Come on. Yeah, she's everything. Wow. Nobody cares but us. 
Mm. And like dancer fish. <laughs> Have you been seeing all of these like AI remixes and stuff that's been coming out? I don't like it. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and all of the rich men in the world need to stop because the AI stuff is getting out of control. Y'all seen our robot. It could happen in real life, and I am nervous. The way that they are taking these people's voices with that chat GPT app or whatever and like making full-fledged remixes of songs or full songs from scratch. Drake and The Weeknd got a song that's not them, that's out floating around TikTok, and they didn't write a stitch of music, rap a beat in the studio or nothing, and it sounds just like them. It's on my iTunes because it's a good song, but like, ooh. Ariana Grande and Rihanna both got Cuff It remixes now. They didn't record those. And Rihanna's is cute, but like Ariana's got whistle notes and shit in it. How are y'all doing that, robots? Yeah, I don't like it. It's actually kind of creeping me out. Because then what else are they going to do? It's only going to get more invasive. Some AI bot created what Pry in Atlanta looked like in 97. The niggas was fine. And it How? wasn't even a real picture. No, it wasn't real pictures. And you remember, like, the week before Donald Trump got arrested, there was floating images of him getting detained by police, like, in the middle of the street. That oh, and everybody real. thought it was real, and it wasn't. It wasn't. This is a very, would they be saying on the news, unprecedented times? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like when things be unprecedented, unless it's an unprecedented single from Tinashe. <laughs> The, the cast gonna revert back to Nosh if we don't do nothing the fuck else. She got a new song out with Kyle and I like it. Oh, she just filed a song with um Snake Hips or one of them people that I like too. She live for Snake Hips. They have a good relationship work-wise. All the dance, all the oons oons girls love her. Oons oons. If she twirled and gave us what Kelly Rowland should have given us, let's not talk about it. I don't want to open up that wound. The same wound, Flav. <laughs> <laughs> so we said we wasn't gonna talk about her no more but like we lied chloe is taking the backlash from our podcast and others in stride i think that that is very nice to see she is a wholesome little girl no matter what she wants us to believe in real life and it's just good to see that like even with the album sales not doing that well she's still having a very successful tour run the people are showing up for her she's performing down treat me like you treat me and you know i do it right <laughs> I like that for her. Happy to see the progress. Hope that the sales do a better like uptick because I actually like the music, but whatever. We talked about her at length. Have you listened to the album since the episode? I have. And I still like the songs that I like. That section that I talked about is still something. I play it in the shower all the time. I feel bad because I was really sexing it, but I haven't gone back after that um, weekend. I feel bad because I was hyping it, wasn't but I? It's because music is out. Like people just keep releasing good shit. But I feel like but if it's a hit, you're going to go back. And I feel like, why haven't I gone back? I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it in, in the now listening, why I haven't gone back. But <laughs> um, I guess I can really end with prayers up to Jamie Foxx. A lot has been hush-hush about it, but his daughter did get online and say that he was having some medical issues. They admitted him into the hospital. I don't know where things stand right now, but... On one hand, it was nice to see how private celebrities can still kind of be. Mm -hmm. It kind of humanized him. Like, people must really fuck with Jamie Foxx for his business not to be spread mm -hmm. all thin mm -hmm. in the world. And his family actually had to come out and say something. But at the same time, Jamie Foxx literally one of the most talented individuals that we've had in any scene ever. So, like, it's not his time and I don't have time. Yeah, I'm going to need him to 
be well. Ooh, that's like one of them things they have at Target, like live, laugh, love, be well. I like that. No, because like, Fox, what's going on, dog? Fox. <laughs> don't you love what black people just be I mean they do it to me don't nobody call me Michael it's Muse with the news but black people will literally just shorten your name we'll what? do what we want yeah I like that for us so what are you listening to Daniel Caesar and nothing else wow yeah let's talk about <laughs> it let's talk about it let's talk about it keep on it <laughs> <sighs> so oh wait so y'all know swv and that tour crumbled with um escape well they were like we going on tour we's not saying who yet we not saying who yet well they finally announced swv will be on tour with drew hill and jodeci and that is going to be a tour for the ears everybody bring your plugs Cause it's gonna be a lot of hard R singing, hollering, <laughs> screaming, and I cannot wait to be on yeah. the floor. Cause we'll I be getting to floor to that. beats. That's gonna to be go a good that. show. I need to go to that. Ugh. Yell at me. Like Yell literally, me. our faces are gonna melt off from all that yelling. I can't wait. It's gonna look like a scene from Beavis and Butthead when they standing at the speakers <laughs> and the skin just flapping around. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, can't wait. wait, can't wait, I can't wait, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, Daniel Caesar, he's back, he's apologized to the Blacks, and the music is good. <laughs> the, first, the first 20 seconds, I said, wait. <laughs> wait a minute, don't you feel me, baby? She's never a hold on. Listen, 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 Linda. So, as y'all know, Daniel Caesar got canceled because he asked us to cancel him, basically. But he took up for Yes Jewels, which he shouldn't have. I don't even remember all of what that was about. And then at the end, he was daring people to cancel him. So black people was like, you knew. We don't care. Cancel. And really were silent. He really was. It was silent. Were you silent or were you silenced? Oprah said it was both. Because he just went dark. And... I think it's sad that he's attaching the apology to his comeback because that might be a little disheartening for the girls. There's going to be a segment of people who don't really care for that. But the music is good. And as the problematic individual that I am, I'm going to listen. Valentina's a hit. Let Me Go is a hit. Do You Like Me is a hit. Unstoppable's a hit. The song Disillusionment with Serpent With Feet. Shout out to Friend to the Show. Everything. The music is there. The music is there like i can't get over how he is able to level up every time every time he gets better and better and better every time time but he still stays true to his sound and like people i've been thinking about this in the shower for like since the album came out and thinking about how i will say this but it's our podcast i can say how i want to on the on our podcast Right. Um, he reminds me of Stevie Wonder in that Stevie Wonder does not do the Fantasia SW well Fantasia Coco Jodeci Drew Hill thing when he sings, mm-hmm. but in the music he makes and the way he does his production, you you can tell he grew up in church. 
and Daniel yes. sees it the same way. Daniel sees it, don't be like, ah! but Ooh, the way he stacks vocals, the way he does vocal production, the way he will do the backgrounds, the way he makes his own vocal decisions, even though it's not hollering, is so churchy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so churchy. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. And I feel like that makes him stand out in R&B, especially really in of the like popular, you know, mainstream R&B guys. Like none of them are touching him in terms of vocal production and musical production. And I nope. read that um, uh, Dwayne Wiggins from Tony, Tony, Tony's son, and who's also Raphael Sadiq's nephew, Dylan, EP the album. So I'm like, okay, so okay. Daniel, you already know how to go off by yourself. Yep. And then you got Dylan, who is from the ilk of Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins. Are we kidding? Yeah. It was no way this album wasn't going to be perfect. Even the Legendary. homie special song, which I should hate, I live for. They are singing. Yeah, they are singing. He made me like Ty, um, Ty Dolla Sign for five seconds again. Because he made Ty Dolla Sign sing how he used to sing when he used to do Neo Soul. Yeah, when he was well, tired. Yes, he could with that raspy voice he has now, because he didn't use Come the as best he could. Oh, Stephanie been talking about the vocal throat, the vocal cord for a while. Vocal throat. Because it's really I'm strange how people be like, "What? I don't know if it's smoking or what." But if you listen to old Ty Dolla Sign music, his voice is not raspy at all. He used to be very clear. Yeah, so I'm like, what heck? <laughs> what happened? Mm-hmm. What was what that? Well, boy, what? <laughs> I don't think you I know you also been tapping into dinner party. Oh, baby. Let's talk about it. So, for anybody who doesn't know who dinner party is, it is a super group between Robert Glasper, um, Terrence Martin, Kamasi Washington, and the producer, Nice Wonder. They've been putting out projects nonstop because all of them individually also put out music nonstop. So it really be like, when do y'all and Eric Billiger leave the studio? Um, <laughs> but the new project is really good. And um, they are working with Aaron Ray on this um, project, which is like super exciting because I've been saying for the longest I need to spend more time with his individual work. But yeah. now I'm just so wrapped up in... Um, and him on this enigmatic society album, I just, I just like, I just don't know how to not stand. How could you not say cunt? <laughs> I'm cunt. <laughs> <laughs> if you do need a place to start with Arm Ray, just like when you deep dive into him personally, his initial EP phases. The one with the red on the front. It's it's purple and it got red like scribbles or something. Oh, what's the one where his face is like red? That's his debut album. Oh, got you. Okay, okay, okay. That album was everything. Like passively. Okay. That album was everything, but the Phases EP made me a fan immediately. It's nonstop bangers. I was like, who is this man? And kiss me, the lips are there. Him and Lil Nas X got the best lips in the industry. I don't care. Okay, it's fine. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know it's you always know. on golden lust y'all i mean you gotta give people flowers oh my kisses. god um so and they also have aunt clemens on there and somebody named felix and it's spelled f-o-e-l-i-x 
Um, the first song I heard from the project was um, For Granted with R.N. Ray. And that song is so sweet. I love it so much. It is perfect single. Remember when the girls used to release songs? They used to release their singles based on how it felt outside. So that it, <laughs> so it gave an era. Like mm -hmm. For Granted feels like spring. So they did a really good job. Um, a really good job with that. But let's talk about Secure Muse. I'll be the So if you're following us on TikTok, what you need to be doing right now, Stephanie dissected the anatomy of a sample. Bitch. Like, one, the choice that they made to even run this back into my life was genius. So y'all know music challenges. It's the day and era of that. Tank took to Instagram and just started hollering one day. They looped that and all of the different versions because what's the girl named Ashley J? Ashley J, Jarius. Jarius, like all of singer community hopped on and started to try to recreate the runs that he was doing. They batched those bitches together and made that the running sample for this song. I get so weary. What? Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, when Stephanie played it for me, I literally leapt out of bed. <laughs> what is happening right now? Are y'all crazy? I don't even, y'all know I sing down on this podcast, but I do not even know how to start to formulate that run in my mouth. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Tank is a singer Fuwula. Listen, that head was flying about when he was singing it. <laughs> and then you texted me back and was like, now why would Felix be singing on top of them, singing on top of each other? You see what I'm saying? Because they try to fool you. They did the batching and then they got Felix recreating it in real time over top of the sample. Who are y'all? More than that. Mm. He was like, uh, uh, he was like, yeah, I like that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why feel it? Why feel it in the middle of your own rhyme? <laughs> and my favorite part is this all runs and then out of nowhere he says, give it all away. And then go back to runs. It's like, what? <laughs> but you know when you black, you don't need no words. That's why I love about being black. Listen, if you're you not black, you are missing. To get the point across, them them hums is gonna get us through. We will understand because I be laid out every time. I, you know how many times I looped the tank version with Ashley Just and Darius. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Everybody need a record deal. Get those singer community girls off of Instagram and into the stew. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like, they need to be on the next dinner party album because I know they're already recording it. Listen, they probably already got songs waiting to leak and they just had to use that as the intro. Them people do not stop working. Music is out, y'all. Mm. Let's hit that song. I'm about to play that right now. <laughs> Hits. Well, we'll see y'all um, after this break. <laughs> if 
Yeah, we do, we, we really think we sound like them. We should put the clip in here so y'all can know what we trying to do. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be the song. I'm about to play it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. It's break time. <laughs> A show. No, but why they sound like that? But not spend a whole episode talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Even we and we were like, oh, well, you know, this album was made completely with um, Hit Boy. Hit Boy. So we wanted to like talk a little bit about hip hop producers, rap producers, and their work with R&B artists. So let's talk about the music album. Go. Hit after hit after hit after hit. We stand music's discography, but this probably his best album. Mm. Oh. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Full stop. I love music. Like, he don't have a bad project to me. But I understand how people could have fallen off from listening to him, just time frame wise. But as a person who kept up, he doing something new with this. Ooh. It's like he's a... It's like he's... mm, it's like his first album all over again. I feel. Mm. I feel like that's the best way to say that. Because I think that if people listen to this, it has... What is the word? It has... It, it's like... It is possible to hear this and fall back in love with Music Soul Child. Mm-hmm. I think that for anybody who just might not care, because I don't think anybody was ever like, ugh, music. But I do think that people just started paying attention to other artists more. He's put his foot back in the ring as a contender for today's music, even though he never lost his old sound. 
And mm. I think his work with Hit Boy is proof that he never lost it, right? Because it sounds like a music album, but it sounds brand new at the same time. And Hit Boy brought that out in a way that wasn't happening previous to this album. So that's why I say that. So, yeah, I I think that's, you hit on something kind of where I was like a little nervous, concerned about was how will Hit Boy change how music sounds? Mm-hmm. And like, will it give a, a, a different gear that just don't feel right or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and to the detriment of actually one of my friends, the album still sounds like music. Mm-hmm. And for me, I like that because I think it's really easy for artists, especially legacy artists like him, to feel the pressure of conforming to what new, you know, the newer sounds and stuff like that. But this album, if you put it out in 2000, it sounds just as good as it does now. Like it can live in any, in any, uh, uh, I must say time zone. It can live in any year because it just has a very timeless, that music makes timeless music that it can exist at any time. Like I, you know, of course, cause I'm a stand has to go back and listen to old stuff. And I'm like, dang, like these songs still go. Yeah. It make you want to listen to the old stuff because the sound didn't go nowhere, but it got enhanced. It's hit music. Like, and not that we're at a deficit of male R&B, but we are at a deficit for like popular nigga music like you always say that music sings for men and I don't feel like that about many male R&B artists I feel like they sing for the lust of women or they sing for the attention of women and music really be singing so the niggas got the words to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I like that and it's like evident this is some of his best writing and I will say, to your point, I was very shocked that, like, some of the things he said, like, um, in White Rice Deja Vu, <laughs> when um, he said, he said, you look better when you naked or something like that. We never heard music kind of talk like that. So I was like, oh. But we know that nigga be fucking because kids and Camila. <laughs> Baby mother to the stars. <laughs> I think that it was, he has the license and the authority to like give us a peek into that side. Cause you like right, we, we don't get it. And it's not done raunchily or mm-hmm. like distastefully. Like it, it slid in cleverly and it makes sense with the tone of the album. So I was into it. Even with the song where I'm really trying to fuck with you when he's like, it'll mean you a hoe. <laughs> like at first, at first, when I first heard it, I was like, music, please. When I really listened to it, I was like, no, he really talking like a dude being like, listen, like if you just want to be that, we could just be that. But if you want to be in a relationship, like I actually am trying to rock with you. So, you know, if that's what you're trying to do, I'm definitely with that. Like either way, I'm not going to look at you no different. Right, exactly. And I really, I've I've grown to really love that song. Um, And I also wanted to say, I love the way he opened the album. Mm. Because as a lot of people know, if you pay attention to music, like his interviews lately over the last most recent years have been really sad and depressing. And he's been being very vulnerable, vulnerable about his upbringing. And, you know, his like, 
mental health things and stuff like that. And it just, this album, especially that first song, really feels like him stepping out and saying, I'm done with, with being that person. And mm-hmm. like, it just sound, like what he's saying sounds like he's done some self-work. Even in his interview, like when he did the interview with um Bill Bellamy, he did an interview with Million Dollars Worth of Game. He really seems to be in a better place mentally. He seems to be happier with himself, which is really important. And he finally sees himself as a legend, which is even more important because you a doll. Like, stop. Yeah, that matters to me the most. I want him to take his place in history as the vocal Quran now. Now. Because you already are that in my book. So can we talk about that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> It is some run patterns. Oh gosh. <laughs> in this album. The girls need to take some notice and need to um get back to the drawing board. Listen, Brandy, where are you at on the album? Because music think he you. <laughs> wow. I mean, there there are um on Is It Love or Is It Lies? Oh, one of my favorites. It's like 45 seconds of him just running around like Usain Bolt. And it is masterful. Running around is crazy. <laughs> running around, running around. Ooh. The circles over you. Okay, so what are your favorite songs? Let's let's do that. We Were Just Binging is a problem. I know you Every man love We Were Just Binging. Because... But we put on quite a good show. Now, now time is up next episode. Please, come on the cast. <laughs> he said no need to re-up our subscription. The season has come to an end. Listen, that is a... We wasn't in love. We were just binging. We were just binging. Uh, uh, we were just binging. Hit music. Oh, my God. We were just binging is number one. And then <laughs> I also really like... I remember you, my ex. I also really like... Man, love, I remember you, my ex. He is said, there's a reason. I can't do the run because I ain't, I can't sing like music. But when y'all get to it, he it eats that. Yeah, that's a song. And then, is it love, is it lies? And Woo! white rice deja vu. Hit fucking music. They would think we was just white rice by the way we spoon. Hmm. Write it down. Oh, my God. That is so like the vibes that we sleep till noon. Oh my God. Music, you did something here. He said she want to ride like an 84 Capri. My passenger all between the sheets. Sing staff. You would think it's white rice. By the way, we spoon. Ah. That is, this is, this is like. It's going to be on my album of the year list, for sure. He said it's too quiet when you leave this room. And then it's just the way that he be, the way that he be, like, explaining himself in the music. Like, it sounds like 
the argument or the issue or the altercation with his love interest is happening right then and there. How do you do that? Like, how do you write so viscerally that I feel like I was in the room when whatever the situation occurred was? I need people to learn how to do that more often. It's because there is an honesty that he puts in his music. He not trying to be cool. He not trying to be the whatever. It's not, he not trying to, he just like, yo, I'm a regular bull just talking to my girl. Like, mm. but he said, you arguing for exercise. Like. That's funny. Cause people do do that. I've done that before. <laughs> I've done that before. I've done that before. I've been so hell bent on getting my point across that I wasn't even in an argument. I was just going off. <laughs> That is so stupid. <laughs> he said, why won't you rage? Why don't you something when I'm in your face? That's that with me because it's been there. Like, why are you not reacting? I'm over it. I'm going off and you're not doing anything. That is a life lesson. That is a life lesson. So my favorites are um, obviously White Race, Deja Vu. Um, it's so hard because every single song just goes so crazy. Um, is it Love Is It Lies, of course. But the other thing that takes me out about Is It Love Is It Lies is the, the it feels like real, like, cool like the production just feels cool and chill and then when the beat changes like it like you know like the beat tempo change i love that part um victims and villains nah nah for real like he is yelling like and the the way the song comes in like the production is just it's uh, it's just so good. And when he says, "You would rather choke than swallow your pride," he told are you a victim or are you the villain? Which one? And I love that when he talks about the album, he's like, "Because we all, because people will be the will play the victim, but really be the villain, or people will think that they're being a villain." But it's like, no, you actually a victim of your circumstances or how you were raised, and like it makes you act out a certain way, or you know, like I just love how he just talked about the victim and villain thing. And then at the end of the album, actually he says, we're not victims or villains. Like I love when they, I love when uh, when artists kind of bring bring the theme, the thematics back, as mm -hmm. you say, the mo what you say, the mo what? Uh, motivic through line. Yeah, that. The mo uh, what? <laughs> and then I also love Heartbeat of a Slow Dance. Yeah, he picked a good single with that. Um, because I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I share it on the cast, but you know, I'm going through a, um, a transitional journey at trying to be an adult and, um, Think of it. you know, apparently the streets are saying that when you slow build up a relationship, it makes it stronger instead of just like being obsessed with each other immediately and just doing that thing. I so, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning the pace myself. And so this song is, you know, inspirational. My heart beats slow. An evolving Pisces. Love to One see. One step at a time, okay? Mm. That's how we should take this romance. <laughs> he said about this tempo, steady and slow. 
like a slow dance. He write better than everybody. Like, and I think to to round out and open up the conversation even broader, I think a lot of people make their best music when they work with people that don't make sense. Because mm. Hit Boy is an amazing producer, always has been. He even got a little a couple of songs where he's rapping on them that I don't mind. But when he does R&B, it shift the atmosphere for that artist. Mm. And that's exactly what he did here. I think you could say the same thing about the Sierra subtitle album with Future shifted mm-hmm. the fucking atmosphere, even though he wasn't giving production credit on every single thing, but his influence was there and mm-hmm. his writing was there. I think that that cross collaboration between hip hop and R&B that we see so much intrinsically works for artists that we love. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not, it's not unique to hit boy and music. They just did a collab album where it's all them together. Mm-hmm. But Young Berg writing for all of the dolls and it'd be their best music. Mm-hmm. Tanache's EP that never came out that was just Youngberg was about to twirl the girls. Yeah, look how they fashion over against another bitch. Want a handstand. So, okay, I guess we should, are we done talking about music? Can we talk about the other girls or we want to continue standing because I have availability to keep standing. The thing is, it would be a music episode. Like, I don't have a problem with continuing to talk about him. I think we should venture off into other girls. So, you brought up Future, and I really, I personally think Future does well when he is in the R&B producer space. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing it back to Muse, Sierra self-titled, people call it like a comeback album, but that's only because people really stopped listening to her. It didn't mean she stopped making good music. Because in between the albums that people weren't listening to, to me, were very iconic projects from Sierra. Sierra. But there was something very specific about self-titled Sierra and Body Party being the single and what Future was able to bring to her sound. Because if you know, if y'all know about Sierra... Her and the dream were attached at the hip. Her, the dream, and Tricky Stewart were attached at the hip. And they crafted a sound that everybody now duplicates, but was started by Sierra. And they couldn't work together anymore because of label situations on the dreams end. And I think Future was able to help Sierra craft an album that is still her sound but without Tricky and Dream. Here's the title of Sierra's best album. Oh. So there you go. Oh. I didn't know you felt that way. I mean, you know I'll be realizing stuff while we chat. <laughs> while we. But outside of the evolution of Sierra, I revisit Sierra's self-titled the most out of her discography and probably as much as I did Fantasy Ride, which was initially my first This Is Here's mm. Best album. Mm. So it's, it's definitely up there. It ruminates in the top three at least. I think even Future's one song that he has with Rihanna, I just think that there's something in him. You know how I always say that the new rap niggas be singing down? Mm-hmm, they do. They It's something mel- so melodic about 
some of these newer rappers that when they work with R&B artists or pop girls or anything like that, it comes out of them. Like, Future has a song with, <laughs> with Camila Cabello called Oh My God, OMG. It is a Sierra song. It literally is a Sierra song, and it's probably the only song of that girl's that I like. And Future did that. So I'm just like, what is this space that these artists live in where a new part of them is developed or comes out or showcased mm -hmm. when they work with singers? And he's a really good example of that. Yeah, and yeah, I, to your point, I think that a lot of the rappers that we have out now love R&B, so that's why they're able to, in a, in a producer lane, so, like really good at like creating a sound with an R&B artist. That sounds good, that is not... Because the other thing is, sometimes a rapper can be on a song with a singer or produce a song for a singer and it sounds like the artist trying to be a rapper. But because these artists really, these rappers really know R&B, I think they're able to, um, to like, create a true R&B sound. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I get it. a pure R&B sound. I always revert everything back to Drake, but I think that Drake made it okay for artists to be vulnerable and sensitive in this realm, mm -hmm. so much so that there's people who fight against it and put it on the girls. Like, Future not going to never come out with a full album of music that sounds like what we're talking about, mm -hmm. because that's not what people want from him. But right. as an outlet, just off some artist shit, he definitely fills that void for himself when he works with women. And... It'd be some of the best songs to me. Like anytime the future, I like solo where he's singing. What's that song that the girl did the TikTok of? And it's like this old lady in the backyard and they made it seem like it was her singing, but it's not really. Oh, her. with the with that grandmom sounding voice. Yeah, it's, it's not the grandmom, it's this girl from TikTok. But she's singing like a grandmom voice. Exactly. Yes. I love that song. And when I seen that shit live, I almost passed out. <laughs> but that just opens up, you know, more of this conversation that when they do these more melodic or collaborative sounds with R&B artists or in the R&B realm, hip hop niggas be taking over. I love that. <laughs> Who else does it? You brought up Hitmaker. Oh, really? If you don't know who Hitmaker is, it's Youngberg. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely just one and the same. Anytime you hear that Hitmaker in the beginning of a song, it's Bergy. <laughs> Not Bergy. <laughs> uh, so, what? Erica Badu daughter is the face of Marnie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and um, me and Corey offline about that this morning. Puma look good. Do my favorite new nepo baby. So I don't know if we need to have an episode about that, but Coco Jones made me feel different about how I view nepotism. Let's talk offline. Yeah, we will spiral. <laughs> Constant. But who, but who she who she connected to? Her father is a famous retired NFL player. Oh. But she's not famous because of him, because he had no connections in music at all. He's just rich. Oh, because I was like, who was her dad? Exactly. That's not, that to me, that's not nepotism. If you see yeah, no, it's not. Like, your, your, your parents got to be somebody. Your parents got to be somebody. They got to go somewhere and they better wake up and pay attention. <laughs> and I think it also, it kind of is only nepotism if it's in the same realm. Like, Thandie right. Newton's daughter, that's nepotism, because she's an mm. actress. But yeah, we'll chat offline. 
Um, so you brought up Hitmaker, and I just, you know, I think, first of all, I want to uplift, to your point, his work with Tanache, but also uplift his work with Tink, um, because, um, that Pillow Talk album Everything. from Tink is a problem. Is. Tink is um, a problem in general. Yeah, in general. Yeah. But that whole album that he produced entirely, top to bottom, is a banger. Like, I have no notes. Well, I'd have like one note, but um, <laughs> it, it don't got nothing to do with Tink. Oh, you did you see Azealia Banks going off how Tanasha and Tink are the most talented girls in the industry and everybody's stealing from them? Yes, and she's correct. Azealia Banks be right if she don't be nothing else. Listen, she's a lunatic, but she not wrong. I mean, who not? <laughs> so um so uh yeah so the songs that he did for tink on um pillow talk like i don't i don't know if y'all listened to the album if y'all didn't that's a bit silly but um <laughs> songs like switch um songs like opposite songs like throwback um come see well no not come see me coming too yeah. Um, news, baby, I got news for you. If you love me, fuck me. I love that song. So I think that, like, because again, he's a rapper, but he knows R and B sensibility that he can create songs that still feel like traditional R and B, and also very much Tink sound as well. Hitmaker also did a complete joint project with Eric Billinger in 2021 that I still listen to to this day. Hmm. 1-800-HIT-EASY was an issue. Oh, I didn't... Yep, it's all him. The whole album is production by him. Let's see. Let me learn this stuff on my own podcast show. <laughs> we I know he did that. The thing is, yep. sometimes you, some, like the hit maker is forever present, but sometimes I'll be zoning it out, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes sense. My favorite song on that project was Hype Beast, but I played that song out that year. But the whole project is good. Eric Billinger probably got even more songs with Hitmaker than this, because, you know, keep... An iPad full of material. Full of material. Um, he also did uh, uh has production credit on uh Summer Throw It Away. <laughs> One of her fucking most heartfelt cry out to the Lord and Heaven songs. How you gonna throw it away? How you hmm. gonna act like we wasn't nothing? Child, that's all decent to me. Don't be on your way back from LA to DC in the food court of an air, of an airport crying your eyes out like I was. Don't do it. I, don't what? We need to offline. We did not discuss that. I wasn't really crying, but definitely uh, felt something when I so when the album first came out, I was on a trip. And coming back, I was just like, hmm, I felt this before. <laughs> it was throw it away. And it's another song on that album that really I can't listen to it no more. Oh wow. But music, good music do you like that, though. Yeah. I be overcoming the music that I can't listen to, but I actually don't know where I stand with Summer's You Don't Know Me. Ooh. <laughs> it's that one. Ooh, yeah. That's one of them ones. It's funny. Um, Hitmaker also did How Do You Want It, Tiana Teller, with uh, King Combs, which was a bop. The one thing I will say about Hitmaker is he is very reliant on samples, but the songs be good, so I'll be like, okay. The songs be good, and I do want to have an in-depth conversation about sample fatigue and interpolation fatigue, because over it, when he do it, it make me feel like I could prolong or push off the fact that I want to yell about that. 
Because <laughs> it do be good when he do it. What's the thing? You be liberating little cat stuff. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, I make excuses for the people that I like. <laughs> like and it's oh, okay. I'm sick of we all do it. I'm sick of samples, but Hitmaker could do it. Like, that's not fair to the rest of sample community. <laughs> Come on, sample community. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we talked about his work with um with Tanache. Like he snaps every time they work together. Um mm -hmm. he uh did music with Tank, K Michelle. Like he really be out here with um oh um uh he did songs with Queen Nija. So uh -huh. he really be out here in these R and B streets. I love that. Me too. And people don't to this day, to this day, I forgot about that. People don't know that he is who he is, which is also funny. Because mm -hmm. every time that we bring him up and we have to like school people on the fact that he is also Youngberg, it'd be like, what? Especially because I think Youngberg has some like unfavorable activity on his record and on his name. Right. <laughs> so, I want to say Hitmaker was a purposeful rebranding so that he could get work. Cause it was a it was a time where people wasn't seeing it around like love and hip hop era. At all. He was awful. Might still be, but the music good. Um, and then the last song I want to uplift from Hitmaker, and I don't know if you knew this, but he produced Automatic by Bonfire. I did not know that. <laughs> and you know that's me and Jackie Cut. <laughs> Jack love that song more than me. Automatic is a hit maker. <laughs> I wonder where Bonfire at. I hope she's doing well. She had that song with um on um on what's the name album? Um Mint Condition Fish. Stokely album. And she sound good. I remember that. I do remember that. I remember I like I that song a lot. That. I need to revisit that. Um but yeah, shout out to Hitmaker. Um Q tip. So, oh, first of all, fine. That's where I yeah, wanted to start. Let's start there. Yeah, I kind of wanted to just, you know, get that out the way. Fine. But <laughs> I'm always pleasantly surprised when his name come up in something. Because mm. he don't do what we talking about often, but when he do, it makes me happy. Because mm -hmm. the whole, like, introduction of Joni Mitchell to Janet Jackson by way of him. Like, I don't know how the story goes, but that combination just really, again, shifted the atmosphere for the people and it made a stamp in Janet's career, I want to say. Like, that whole broken rope, redhead, curly bush situation was defining. I feel like all of Janet Jackson's eras are kind of defining, if you think about are. it. That's, that's how you're supposed to do it. But I really appreciate Q-Tips. our past episode, y'all. <laughs> I really do appreciate Q-Tips' presence whenever he pops up, um, similarly to his work with Solange, too. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Um, you know, Seat at the Table is, like, everybody's favorite Solange album. I'm a um, When I Get Home doll. Same. But um, Borderline with Solange and Q-Tip produced by Q-Tip. Are we kidding? That's one of the best songs in Solange's discography. And it's so underrated. No one ever talks about it. Like, I mean, whatever. I guess the other songs on on To The Table are fine. But they are not borderline. They're not borderline. 
they're not borderline. And as a person who spent so much time at the borderline, listen for reasons known as Brandy, I don't think that there is a song with that title that's bad. I don't. It's not. It's not at all. Refer to our old episode where we talked about songs that had the same name. He also um, did Meteorite from Mariah. For me, I am Mariah, elusive Chantuz. Meteorite, I, 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 which is funny because it's such a gay song. And like, I would never think, not saying that YouTube just never done anything in the realm of gay. So, <laughs> like, he's never pumped. Like, his beats always give, like, if, like, the, the gay beats he pumps are um, Earth gay, <laughs> not Coke gay. <laughs> and meteorite is a coke gay song oh my god i don't like understanding when you talk i really don't because <laughs> i know exactly what you mean and i saw you trying to like not be problematic while you were talking and that is killing me softly with this song you know i'll be trying to be like on the up and up i get it because i don't so it gotta got be one of us. Like somebody gotta do the Lord's work. I'm over here giving very much so I said what I said. <laughs> I don't know. Cute fine, so I said that in the beginning, I'ma say it in the end. Come on, you fine, so <laughs> but no, meteorite is my cut. And he also worked on Honey Mariah as well, which is iconic. Like honey when you love. Comes over me, yeah. Oh, baby, I got a dependency, so just pour over another taste of your honey. The fact that that song is about come everything. So, um, I was just going to say it's a studio of fine because, um, Stevie J also worked on that album See? and like. Stevie J and Q-Tip in 98, 99, or 97 90. was a different type of fine, baby. Like, they don't make niggas that look like that today. No more. Sick of it. Wow. The, the, the factory has shut down. It is out of business, baby. Okay. The flag factory. Ugh. <laughs> well, speaking of um, gay earth, um, <laughs> <laughs> Ah, more so to earth that. than anything, more <laughs> earth than anything, but um, Jay Dilla and his work with the Soquarian singing girls, like oh, Erica. Like Erica, the start of and the end of, the alpha and the omega of. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, we gotta give him life for that. He also did the remix of God Till It's Gone, so wanted to shout that out, even though it wasn't like a direct, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. The work that he did with Erica, songs like Didn't You Know, My Life, which if you a real Erica fan, you know my life. Again, songs that have the same name are never bad. <laughs> Erica Classic, Kiss Me on My Neck. I want somebody to walk up behind me and kiss me on my neck and breathe. On my neck. Oh, she said, been such a long time ah. that I was fine. So kiss me on my neck and breathe. That's a hit. 
Listen. That's one of my favorite Erica songs. If you want to feel me, hey, hey. She said, bring me water. Hey, water for the night. A go-go song. Wow. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> for real, for real. That is everything. And you. Who else did Jay so like? Oh, sorry, I'm focusing. He also did Reminisce for Bilal. Reminisce. Reminisce. See, and I didn't know that. I be feeling like I'm at a disadvantage when it comes to a certain segment of Earth because as a proper millennial, it had a time frame for me. But in that time frame, I was so wrapped up in the heavy hitters like a Jill, a Erica, a Music Soul Child, an Indy Ari. I didn't get into the nooks and the crannies Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a Jay Dilla would be. And there's people who know everything about Jay Dilla. And yeah, the donut girls are different. I'm yeah. not one of them. I be trying to donate. I be trying to donut my way into, like, making out with boys in my 20s. I would be mm-hmm. acting like I knew stuff about Jay Dilla because the boy was cute. Dad was obsessed with him. But, child. I'm kind of screaming, but I, <laughs> I, I see this for you. So, like, it's also very on brand. Sometimes when Jay Dilla name come up, I be flabbergasted and amazed that things that I don't know about him. So who else aside from Erica? Because Telephone, the tribute to Jay Dilla, like his work production-wise and writing-wise with her in the past, I feel like I know all of that. But it's the other girls I be lost on. Well, yeah. So he did reminisce with Bilal. Will I ever see your face again? (laughs) Um, He had production on Bilal's album, Love for Sale. Now, if you really a music scammer, you know about Love for Sale. It never came out. But it came out. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, I went to a concert to see Bilal in New York. And he did um, All for Love, which was, wasn't was out. Because there's a there's a Love for Sale version and there's a Robert Glasper version. Mm. The love, he did the Love for Sale version because the, the, the Glasper one wasn't out yet. And the whole audience was singing every single word. He stopped. He said, how y'all niggas know this? <laughs> <laughs> I get it, cause yeah. He was like, well, "How y'all know this, y'all? Um, this not even out for real. Like, what? I mean, LimeWire was a thing, so maybe okay. <laughs> and then, and then, no shade. People was like, um, spit like selling it on the streets on the low. Like, I have a physical version of it. I think it's all scratched up and terrible, but." Love for Sale was his best album, and it that, never came out. That it's is crazy. a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> yeah. So look, I look. Inga be listening. I know she gonna co-sign and That's gonna cool. co-sign it. That is Bilal's best album. He went off like co-sign. Come on. Yeah. I want to chime in and uplift the name of Just Blaze for five seconds. Ooh, Justin. <laughs> Again, another cute. Enough. Listen, I mean, the, the cast is going to uplift the lookers. Someone has to. But even deviated away from the topic of fine, he always got the bomb R&B remixes. Because mm-hmm. he traditionally is a hip-hop producer, like worked with Busta Rhymes, Jada Kiss, Jay-Z, Fabulous, like the dolls of hip-hop. Like the people that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. But every now and again, we get like a Just Blaze with a singer and baby, it be music throwback. 
one of Usher's best songs, like to me at least. And then there's also that time he spent with Mariah. Everybody working with Mariah Carey. <laughs> the time he spent with Mariah because he's got credits with her. What Mariah songs did he do? Boy, the oh boy. Oh yeah, uh-huh. The remix, but he also got like three songs on Charm Bracelet because he did Through the Rain remix. He oh. did You Got Me and then Boy was Ooh, on. You Got Me. Ain't mm-hmm. that with Freeway? Yep, Freeway and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And then the Through the Rain remix is with Joe and Kelly Price. He worked with the singers. Yeah, and he did for, I know for sure he did Far Away with Marsha Ambrosius. Did, I um had a dream about uh Joe the other day. It, was, it wasn't inappropriate, but it was weird. Joe, like the singer? Mm-hmm. Oh. I've been having a lot of weird dreams lately. We'll chat offline. Uh-huh. He did <laughs> He did Mario's Come On, too. Come on, baby, baby, come on. I, and I didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't know that, but I didn't know that. Lil Mo work with Fabulous. So if you work with Fabulous, you're going to work with Lil Mo. Right. <laughs> <Period>. <laughs> they come together. Just <laughs> give it package deal, baby. <laughs> For sure. And then he also, I mean... This was random, but Lenny Kravitz has a Just Blaze remix featuring Jay-Z. Never heard this song before in my life, but mm. it's called Storm. And lastly, two more. He, of course, touched the sky, which Kanye is a rapper, but like he counting this conversation to me. And Latoya Lucky, you got what I need. I love Latoya Lucky, the doll. You do. Randomly, you that, that I go up for even to this day. Off of the Press Play album, Tell Me, featuring Christina Aguilera. Tell me. Wait, he did that? He did that too. Yeah. Christina Aguilera single-handedly is the reason that to this day I still want a walkway, like, electronic, given very much so airport runway style in my living room. I want one so bad with a big ass fan that just blows me back. <sighs> hit music. That's a hit. Still, I'm gonna play it tonight when I get the Ron house. <laughs> hey Ron. Um, I also wanted to uplift Metro Boomin and his work with Tanache. Have to. Metro Boomin in general. Morehouse is finest. Um, because everybody knows Metro Boomin for like future and Migos, but for me. <laughs> and also uh Travis, but I love his R&B songs with Nashi. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more than just featuring or producing. It's like these hip hop artists or entities that we're talking about cuz Metro Boomin, I don't think he considers himself an artist, but that it's a give. Like it's the the give entirely shifts for them and I mm-hmm. love watching that happen. Yep. Um, he also worked on James Blake's Assume Form album. We have notes about that album, but the <laughs> fact is, especially has credit on there. He did two songs. Um, and he did Stay Flow, which we all love Stay Flow from Solange When I Get Home. If you don't love that, you don't love yourself. Listen, how in the hell are you gonna <laughs> How in the hell are you gonna love somebody else if you don't like Stay Flow? Can I get an amen up in here? A A and a man. Okay. <laughs> Metro Boomin want some more. Your heart is all on a mattress. <laughs> We're standing rightfully. I'm gonna ride you like a wave. I love her. 
It's not my MO to fall in love, okay? Child. Um, I mean, I don't really want to give him too much life, so I'm not going to give him too much. I'm going to give one sentence. Dr. Dre and Mary J. Blige are nice. Um, <laughs> he is on this list, but I, I didn't have many words either, so we can move it right along. He's a bad person. Other hip-hop producer, Mike Will made it. Let's fucking go, please. I need everybody to take a chapter out of the book of Mike Will made it and release EPs, mixtapes, whatever the fuck, of all of your shit, working with all of these different people because I love a compilation. Wait, he put out a compilation? Yeah, so Poet Up initially came out on a compilation of his, and that's also the only reason that you can find Poet Up on Instagram if you want to put it in one of your story videos because her oh. music is not on there for the most part. Yeah, it's not. I don't understand why. I wonder why Rihanna's music wasn't on there, but I never got into the... You can put Poet up on there because it's on that EP where Mike Will made it. Work. Love that. Mike Will also did Formation for Beyonce. Doesn't he have Kisses Down Low? Did Isn't he do that, Kisses Down Low? Let's look. I think Let me, the Kisses Down Low is Mike Will made it. That is a fucking hit. Chris, oh, the music be out, y'all. I don't understand what the girls are thinking about. <laughs> he also did Do You Know What You Have for Brandy. Oh, Father God. Listen. <laughs> this man know what he doing when he get a singer in the stew. <laughs> oh, he did. Uh, confirm he did do Kisses Down Low. I be knowing. I keep trying to tell y'all. Mm. Um... Body Party, he worked on with Fuge. Um, he did Fade It with Mariah. Fade It. Everybody oh, worked with Mariah. Fade It. That's my song. No Fade With It, no Fade With It. Period. <laughs> he did Thug Cry uh, with Tanache. Make a thug cry tonight. You know who wrote that song? Who? Kalina from Dirty Money. Really? Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, you sure did. So oh, he did, wow. Uh, ain't none of this shit promised. Ain't none of this promise. That's also Mike Will made it. Yeah. Um, and he did do most of the remixing on the Alicia Keys project, but I didn't like how he flipped the songs, really. The Keys album? Yeah, you remember it was like the Alice and then the Keys? And then, but the, I think, I think it was Keys that had the, the original version of the songs, like the broke, the broken down version of the song. And then there's a, the other half of the album that was mm -hmm. like more upbeat or whatever. I think I know what you're talking about. But he worked on that. I didn't, I didn't love it. It's always random when these type of producers and figures in hip hop venture off into white because they work with the most random of the white. Like him and Miley? No, that actually makes more sense to me. Miley give me black adjacency way more than Carly Ray damn Jepsen. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Why does he have a song with her? Now, that one I can't speak to. I don't know anything about it. But his moment in time with Miley V, I got time today. I didn't like that because she don't give me no any black person. Nothing about her says I know black people. Everything about Miley, even now, says I look at black people on the screen and, and that's where I get my life at. But nothing about her give ever even been around a black person that don't work for her. So I feel a little different about this. I think her era where she was trying to Rihanna herself was a blatant cosplay of black. And I don't necessarily, 
even though some of the give was fire, I don't like what it meant. But I do think that she come from a family of black was always around the corner because mm-hmm. they give me like Chris Stapleton vibes. Like her dad gives me Chris Stapleton vibes. But and Chris Stapleton don't know black people. Nah, that singing ain't come from white. Like they know white even, people in this. That's what I'm saying. They know what black people that are in service of some way to them. Like they are, they're black people are not at Billy Ray Cyrus house hanging out and having brunch. They, they might play. I, what I'm saying is they might play black music in the house. And that's what I mean by she can see black people through the screen. But Billy Ray Cyrus does, looks like a clan member. <laughs> he does look and, and I like his first single it was a hit in my home however in my black, they, they don't know no black people they are not doing something for them They, I see I see I see what you are talking about I feel like Miley and that family may be a little different I'm not sure but I just do you remember Billy Ray in the 90s? No, I actually don't. I really so don't. That's, that's where I'm coming from. I vivid. I used to be into like when he first came out. So I vividly remember their gift. And if you've seen the give, you'll be like, because you don't like white people of a certain type and you definitely don't like Southern white people. Oh, no. I, I, I have a aversion to Southern things in most. In general. Yeah. But like he had, when he first came out and was like famous, he had the mullet, the jeans. I mean, it gave Trump supporter. <laughs> like, I don't. I believe you. I, I really believe, and I've seen him even in like his work with Lil Nas X. He just give me racism. But it's something about Miley's. It's something about Miley in specific that makes that made me feel a little different from. I think you just like her, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. She seems like a likable girl. Overall, album her we don't talk about it because she not black, but her album is up there for album of the year. Them that's somebody told me that that wasn't you. Like somebody else told me that it's good music on that album. She did a really good job. I like it for her a lot. But again, back to black. Come on, Amy. Oh, thing. Um, I guess we should maybe end this with Pharrell. Have to like Pharrell literally made people's careers. So, yes, I feel like I didn't know the reason why I kind of like leaned in like that and wasn't sure because it's like I don't he does R&B consistently. So I don't know if we can necessarily consider him a hip hop producer, but I feel like people don't know his R&B stuff as much as they know his hip hop. That's true. I told you the other day I found out that one of my friends didn't know Feel It Boy by Janet Jackson and Beanie Man. That's definitely for real. Huh? We, I, I talked about it on the case. I'm not going to relive the embarrassment for my friend. But, yes. I, I must have blacked out because that is insane to see. <laughs> it's, insane it's, it's, yeah, I don't even know if we should. Like, the Neptunes in general, from a, a, a mm, collaborative standpoint, like, shake the table immensely. Mm-hmm. They probably are at the top of this whole topic and they deserve their own 
episode as far as it's concerned. So like, I, it makes sense that we didn't start with them because it's just too much to talk about from a Pharrell and the girls standpoint. Like just listen to Neptune's Presents the Clones. Fucking Vanessa Marquez and like his work with Khalees. Fucking mm-hmm. Hit the Freeway by Tony Braxton. Like it's oh. just, the the hints are endless. And I'm on this um very intense Pharrell kick ever since he got announced as creative director and head of Louis Vuitton because I just really need to see what this collection is going to look like. So I watched the threadication of him as a fashion person the other day. Shout out to Threadication. It's a very good resource if you want any like cool and hip ways to understand the rise of very legendary fashion houses. They do a really good job. It's a YouTube channel that I watch. Um, and we've like talked in the DM about music too. So love them. His story is very, it's much more interesting than just music. Mm. And it's not just because he could dress, but like there's business things that have happened with Pharrell. With <laughs> business things that have happened with Pharrell over time that I don't think people even know about. Like, did you know, this is, this is a whole nother episode. Did you know that Jay-Z owned Billionaire Boys Club for a while? No. Exactly. Like, it's just so much. I learned so much in that little, like, 40-minute clip. <sighs> I love Pharrell. I got a hat on that looked like it's Vivian Westwood joint, but mine is Mihari Yushisa something. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> so I want to uplift some of my favorite Pharrell R&B songs, and then we can end with Muse doing his. <laughs> first of all, Use Your Heart SWV, period. I mean, the first Neptune song, if you really want to go talk about the brass tacks of things. And I want to, I need to dig around because I want to know how Joe got on backgrounds for that song. Because, you know, at, on the bridge, y'all, after Taj goes off and it's that, baby, won't you use your heart? That's not Taj, that's Joe. <laughs> the way that the lower registers could be interchangeable. They sound exactly this. For my whole life, I thought that was Taj going off and I'll be mad because she would never do it live. And I was like, oh, she's not doing it live because it's Joe. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, I'm saying this for Corey because Corey is not here to say it for himself, but formal invite <laughs> by Ray J. Corey, love, girl, what you doing tonight? This is your formal invite. <laughs> you just come home with me, girl. Is your formal advice? <laughs> that song was a beggar quietly, but Corey another, like, I, I love when producers do this, and like only we be talking about it. But there's parts of Philly's Most Wanted song in that song, just like it's parts of Philly's Most Wanted song. Well, honestly, it's the same song, and right. Britney Slave for You. Yep, because I mean. We'll talk. Mm, okay. <laughs> you get it? You get it. The Neptunes and Swiss Beats will re- rework the same beat a thousand times and, and keep getting coined. And the dream. But neither here nor there. Um, and the fucking back dream. Back to my songs. Mary J. Blige, Steal Away. Back to my. It's funny. <laughs> Steal Away is one of my favorite Mary J. Blige songs of all time. Um, and Pharrell did that. Faith Evans, Burning Up. Burning Up. Hey. Um also wait. Hmm? The, the remix is just Blaze. We talked about him already, right? Right, exactly. The remix is just Blaze. Hit music. Um Fire. Uh people will be very shocked to know one of my like 
this used to be my favorite Beyonce song at a particular time, but work it out. Oh, how you doing, honey, baby? Top 10, but you see my number one favorite Beyonce song. Like, she I, did. Pharrell and Chad was chopping that shit up, baby. Four girls spending time alone could be pretty rough. Listen. <laughs> Mama was a horn teen. I get it. <laughs> um, Nothing Else by Justin Timberlake, which we found out via Ev that it used to be a Latrell song originally. I did not know that. And like, Latrell needs her flowers before I'm gone. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> for me. As for me and my house. Listen, as for me and my podcast, okay? <laughs> Um, 702, I Still Love You, hands down. Duh. Oh. I still watch the live version of Pharrell and Friends doing I Still Love You at Roots Picnic that year. Oh, it's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. And the way that the crowd was at the go-go that night. <laughs> we had a ball. Yeah. We had a ball. Okay. Um, also, Faith Evans going out. Me and my girls are going out tonight. Me and my girls are going out tonight. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this because I have too many. What else? What else am I blanking on? Well, I know it's more. While well, I'm thinking, you can jump in, doll. Jump in. Jump out. So, I talked about clones already, but... Popular Thug by oh, yeah. is everybody okay? Like, I really would like to know. I'm concerned about the well-being of the girls. <laughs> I just, the music be music. And Khaleesi's Get Along With You, like, uh, like if, you, really, if you really want to talk about work with a collaborative environment between hip-hop and R&B, and you don't talk about Khaleesi and Pharrell, you deserve death. Like that has to be a group, a pairing that you talk about. Because Khalees' discography, even though she has great music outside of her time with Pharrell, he... Mm. It's, it's a different situation Chef's in the words of JT. The entire Wanderlust album, like a Wanderland, Wanderlust is, is Duran, Wanderland. But that's also like Limewire days because the album definitely didn't come out in the States. Did not. And we had the Japanese version. And it kind of burned it to um, a, a CD. Maybe you could yeah. burn CDs. The work that Pharrell did with Gwen Stefani, the work that Pharrell has done with Beyonce, like I just, his, his stamp on music is bigger than this conversation. Like I could continue to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about him. So I don't know y'all. Cause even his music as an artist himself, of course he worked on production for all of that. And like, he has very R&B sounding music. Like he just deserves rounds from this conversation's perspective. The entire justified side that he did, him and Timberland are crazy people. Uh, Like it's just, I know we don't give Justin too much today, but there was a moment in all of our lives where Justin Timberlake was that nigga, literally. <laughs> wow. For real, even gave NSYNC one of their most like R&B sounding up-tempo songs with Girlfriend. If you were my girlfriend, I'd treat you good. Yeah. Circle of 
back to um your Beyonce and Pharrell shout out. Actually, I want to stop and say it's not just Pharrell, it's Pharrell and Chad. When we say Pharrell, we mean Pharrell and Chad at the same time. Yeah. Um, Low and Cherry. Father God. So, <clears throat> Cherry is Timberland, Blow is Pharrell, and Chad and them. But hit music. Hit music. Like, literally, y'all know we give Beyonce the hardest of times. One of her best songs of Period. all time. Of all time. The okay. work that they do with these girls is uncanny. Like, it is... And then, like, you also got to think of all of Pharrell's sons, too, because that counts. Ryan Leslie definitely snatched from the book of Pharrell for a very long time and got called out by it. Like, the work that he did with Cassie, some of that was Pharrell light, diet rail, you know? And then, like, I know we're ending, ending with Pharrell, but just to shout out a couple other people who, like, have standout work between hip-hop and R&B and the mesh of the two, Jermaine Dufuckingpree. You have to talk about Oh, Jermaine. yeah, for sure. You have to talk about Boy Wonder. You have to talk about, I just seen his name and I don't know why we didn't call him out earlier, DJ Mustard. See, the, I, I I wasn't sure we wanted to put him on the list because when people think of Mustard, they usually first think of um, of uh, LMA. So I That's didn't... True. I didn't DJ Mustard was introduced to us. LMA's work with him is definitely taking the the singer community by storm and R&B girls probably know him for that, but he definitely started off as a rap specific producer. Valid. Um, Validina. And then I don't know about his work with too many other artists except for Snow Allegra, but No ID does a very good job with her. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He do. And, he, and she's like, they have the same relationship as, as Ella and Mustard, right? That yeah, she like primarily... Okay. Only works for him. Yeah, like um, that. Can I just say two more of my favorite Chad and Pharrells before we close the show? Of course. I have a lot. <laughs> Sound of Rain by Solange yeah. and Frontal Lobe, Frontal Lobe Music with Daniel Caesar. It's the way that I'm like feverishly fanning myself because <laughs> he did. Hit Musica. <laughs> I need to cool down. <laughs> You're a lunatic. Yeah, a saint lunatic, to be exact. Oh, work. <laughs> um, but yeah, sound the rain and frontal lobe music, like wind up your body upon me. I think it's interesting that people don't know sound the rain is the Neptunes. I don't know how, because they got the boom. All their songs start with the four bumps. A lot of, yeah, for the, like most, that's their signature instead of having a call out. But every song don't, but most of them do. But most of them do. Yeah, I think that we might have to turn Pharrell back into a full episode at some point. Because this Wikipedia is stressing me out. What don't? Fair. <laughs> Well, we really be running the gamut of topics because how we start to anchor off with Music Soul Child and Hit Boy and venture into the territory of Pharrell Williams and everybody. Like, because they all match. We were talking about rap producers doing R&B. 
Um, but you know, the moral of the story is stream victims and villains, purchase victims and villains. <laughs> the moral of is funny. Look that at your phone. Look at the text you just got. Well, that's not saying nothing to you because you get texts all day and night. But my phone is a battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Corey for his formal invite obsession. I really cannot. <laughs> that is really his song. He is crazy. Fun facts about the group chat will forever lay me out. <laughs> Nobody care about that song but Corey. <laughs> Girl, what you doing tonight? This is my. You should just come on with me. Girl. You, we like. We have to end the show because I could just keep going. I just thought about Touch by Omarion. You know I'm a stand. Boom, boom, thunk. Like, oh, baby, by the way. Oh, baby, by the way. Yes. For always yelling in the background of something, I live. You know, at the end of the day. Oh, at the end, at the end of, the day, of the day. Dance, Pelosi. Everything is up to you. So back and feel it. Uh, and and lady. Touch. Touch. <laughs> Erkin, shut up, Cass. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Someone else to sleep next to you. Homie said you were, but girl, I ain't judging. I know you were sick of my shit. Found yourself a bitch. One that said a bit, but I know you're fronting. Cause I know you're liking nasty. Can't get that you past me. Down to reminisce. I know that you're feeling it. You miss me a little bit, blow me a little kiss. When you see me, please believe me. I know you're better, maybe, than you know yourself. Plus, you see me everywhere, that doesn't help. So let me be the person that's gonna notify you. Despite your efforts, I'm gonna end up back beside you. And you wouldn't have it any other way Yesterday, tomorrow, always Don't you found someone else?